Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our story segment. In our current series, we tell you tales from Hitopadesha. Last week, we heard how the bull Sanjeevika injured his leg and was left behind in the forest. There, he ate and rested and his leg healed. In the same jungle lived the lion king Pingalika. The lion heard the bull bellow loudly on his way to drink water. He wasn't aware that a bull was in the forest, so he mistook the bellow to be a monster's cry. It petrified him. Pingalika went back to his den without drinking water. His minister's sons, Karataka and Dhamanaka, saw him turn back and wondered what the problem was. Now, Dhamanaka wanted to solve the matter, but Karataka thought it was none of their business. The two brothers disagreed, and Karataka cautioned Dhamanaka that butting into other people's business may create more problems for them. That's when he began to narrate the story of the monkey and the wedge to warn his brother. And that's our story for today. But before we go to the story, I have an announcement about our book review contest. The For All Our Kids annual book review contest is for children in classes 3 to 8. You can read any book you choose and write a review following our guidelines. The last date for submission is Friday, June 30th, 2023. The first prize for each class is an Amazon gift card for rupees 1000 and the second prize is an Amazon gift card for rupees 500. Winners will be announced on September 30th, 2023. Go to our website forallourkids.com and find the guidelines for the contest under the announcements. Shall we go to the story now? The Monkey and the Wedge Karataka the Jackal began his story. In the kingdom of Magadha lived a man named Subhadanta, who wanted to build a monastery. So he bought some land and hired workers to make one to his liking. Constructing a building takes time, and laborers have to take a break too, don't they? A carpenter at the building site sawed one end of a wooden beam and tucked a wedge in the middle to keep the two ends separate. Then the man left to run some other errands. A passing troop of apes saw the empty construction site. Now they were curious. And what do you do when you're curious? You go exploring, right? One ape was drawn to the split timber as if he was fated to do so. He sat on one half of the divided log without any care and pulled at the wedge. And yes, it took some effort to pull it out, but he had no time to rejoice. Because in the blink of an eye, the two ends of the beam snapped shut. The bottom half of the ape's body was crushed, killing him instantly. Karataka narrowed his eyes and looked up at Dhamanaka. And that is why I say all this is none of our business. The lion eats, doesn't eat. Or the lion mopes, doesn't mope. 
It has nothing to do with us. But it's the servant's responsibility to take care of the master's well-being, protested Damanaka. Oh, well, others can take care of this, like the prime minister. He's the one who supervises everything that happens in the kingdom, right? All this taking care of the king's stuff is his job. Let him do it. We, we are not that important. And if unimportant people like us butt in and do his work, we'll end up being sorry. Don't you know what happened to the ass who braved to help his master? No, I don't know. What happened to the ass? Duh, he was beaten, that's what. Why was he beaten? What did he do? Who beat him? Spluttered Damanaka. Karataka glared at him. Then he rolled his eyes, took a deep breath, and narrated the story. The story of the washerman's jackass. A washerman named Karpura Pataka lived in the city of Varanasi. One night, a robber broke into his house. The washerman was in a deep sleep and didn't hear the robber moving around. Earlier in the day, the man had tied his jackass to a post in the courtyard. His dog lay there beside the ass, lounging lazily. Now the ass was alarmed. Hey, aren't you supposed to bark and wake the master? Why are you so quiet? The dog looked down his snout at the ass. Great. So you want to tell me how to do my job, is it? Huh? Haven't I been guarding this house all these days without your help? He sneered. Then, shaking himself smartly, the dog continued. I've noticed for some time now that the master ignores me. He's too busy even to put my food out regularly. People like him? They don't care for their workers unless they need something from us. He must be reminded that taking care of me is important too. And this is my opportunity to do so. He nodded to himself. The ass couldn't believe his ears. You rotten scoundrel, he blasted the dog. Don't you know it's wrong to bargain for things when someone needs your help? What kind of a friend or servant do you make? The dog replied coolly. And what kind of a master is he who cares for his servants only when he wants something from them? The ass was indignant. You fooled everyone into thinking you're man's best friend. But you are the best friend who is too selfish to warn his master in time of need. Nice. You know what, though? I am here, and I'm not like you. I'll wake him up because I know I must serve my master wholeheartedly, do my duty at the right time. Yes, I'll have no regret about ignoring my responsibilities when I die. So, there. And with that, the jackass drew a long breath in and brayed loud and hard. The noise shattered the quiet of the night. The washerman's eyelids ripped open in shock. What? 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 He sat up. Then he stumbled out of bed and into the courtyard. There was no one around. 
He didn't know that the thief dropped everything and fled at the noise. The washerman's mind cleared. The ass, he thought, as his eyes searched the courtyard for the animal. He mushed the ass, grabbing a stick from the ground, and the dog watched in silence as the master thrashed the other animal. And that, said Karataka, is why we must not poke our nose in other people's business. Our job is to find prey for the king. Let us do that and be happy with our life. Oh, by the way, we do not need to do even that today because there's plenty of food left over from the earlier hunt. Just chill, Damanaka. Then he stretched his legs and lay down on the forest floor. Damanaka felt red hot. Are you telling me that you only serve our king to fill your stomach after he hunts his prey? Don't you feel ashamed to say such a thing? Everybody has to eat. What's the big deal in that? It's more important to live with honor. Listen, brother, it's easy to get some people to work for you. They'll do it if you give them a little bit of money. Others may demand more money, but you can get even these people to do your work. But a few people can't be bought. That's because they have honor and integrity. Don't you think we should be like that? Take the dog and the lion. If you throw a dog a bone with a little bit of flesh on it, the animal will chew on every little bit of it. But take the lion. He will let a small animal like a jackal escape because he wants to attack the mighty elephant. My dear brother, we must want to achieve something great and purposeful in our lives, something more than just eating. Otherwise, we lead a meaningless existence. Karataka raised his eyebrows. Damanaka, have you forgotten that we are ordinary workers who must do as we are told and no more? We have no power. So all this stuff about leading a meaningful life sounds very noble. But it is not for us. I disagree. Someone who has no power today may be at the top tomorrow. Our positions can change any time. That is, if we work for things to change, not by sitting on our butt. You see, dragging a rock up a hill can be very difficult. But we can roll it down the hill in the blink of an eye. It is in our hands whether we want to dig ourselves into a deep hole or if we want to rise to the sky. What we become tomorrow depends on our actions today, Damanaka countered. Okay, so what are you saying, Damanaka? The other jackal asked him. Listen, something happened when the king went for a drink. Something serious enough to frighten him into hiding here. Damanaka answered. And with that, we end today's episode. That was a fascinating discussion, wasn't it? Do you agree with Damanaka that when we take up a job, you must do it properly? Or do you think Karataka is right when he says, it's enough if you do the bare minimum? Hmm? 
write to us at podcast at forallourkids.com and let us know. Next week, Damanaka finds out what scared the Lion King. Come back to learn what he does. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. Thank you.